Hi and welcome to the second ever Camera Chat and Coffee podcast with myself, Benjamin Bowles, and the Bonnie to my Clyde, Gavin Hardy. Ooh. Two blokes, <laughs> one photography subject, and a share load of coffee. Wow. Right, Gavlar, straight into it once again. Uh, last week we mentioned motivation because you're hitting a bit of a trough at the moment. Smidge. A smidge. The old January blues. It's a classic wedding photographer's January trough. So it's a, it's a thing. I think so. It's I think thing. it's a thing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So um, I, pro- I mentioned last week that um, obviously I'm a wedding photographer full time for four years, but shooting weddings a while. Um, but I come, f- my motivation is street photography people photography and i just find it it very very important to keep yourself motivated by doing personal photography things projects whatever you want to call them um otherwise the wonderful hobby that was photography becomes a 24 7 job um yeah january february when you're not shooting weddings it, it does feel a bit weird because kind of twiddling your thumbs so what's the because um, I mean I'm, I'm in total agreement I think that if you get too caught up with the business side of things you end up seeing photography as a job and obviously it is, it's a way of bringing in income and things Yeah. but in terms of creativity you can completely have a nosedive yeah yeah that's it um, like so so you know with, with my wedding photography I I pride myself, as I'm sure many other photographers do, pride myself on, on being a, a documentary photographer. Um, but you have to look for inspiration in that case, not really in wedding photography. So I don't look yeah. at other wedding photographers much. I do sometimes, but generally because what I what I want to give my clients is that feeling of someone documenting their wedding rather than the feeling of someone staging their wedding. Yeah, yeah. Like the American, I, the American model, essentially. Yeah. I, I, it's, um, and that's what I sell myself on. Um, I then have to f- inspire myself as well with looking at documentary photography and going out and taking doc- documentary photography. Um, and this time of year, when you're kind of, you know, you're twiddling your thumbs a little bit and the weather sucks, like today... Uh, yeah, that that's when you have to kind of self motivate, and I think that's that's one of the things that I was going to touch on is the fact that doing this job can actually be quite lonely. It's, it's the fact that a lot of you, a lot of your mates actually have jobs. So it's so the fact so the fact you know um, being self employed, yeah. uh, doing this job, it's not like you know it's like if you're if you're a plumber or an electrician something like that, your Monday morning you've got to go and do that job, you know somewhere, and and you're kind of busy all year round, aren't you? Whereas with wedding photography. It's very seasonal, mm. so you know it, it really does slow you right down. Um, you have the occasional one, but generally, Januarys and Februarys can be quite quiet. All your friends are at work; everyone's off doing stuff, and you're kind of like on your own, thinking, "Okay, I've got to do something." Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That's it. You, you. I think the way I am isn't to just go. This is what I'm doing now, and that's that. Yeah, I. That I can. That's just not me in any thing in my life. So I want to always keep motivating myself to shoot something else as well, even if it's just street photography. But then I don't want to just shoot street photography with no real 
uh, I'm not sure what the word I'm looking for. Well, I, I, but that's why I think projects are so amazing because you can. Because I've done a street photography project over the last, to be honest, the last six to eight months has kind of taken a back seat because I've got other mm. personal projects. But the great thing about, for instance, street photography <clears throat> is that. Um, like streets keep, aren't going anywhere. They're not going anywhere. It's always changing. <laughs> always changing. The real cliche is that you can, yeah. you can, you know, you can. Every every day is very different in terms of what you're going to be shooting on the street. But um, is it? There doesn't necessarily have to be an end goal. Sometimes, sometimes I think there's very time specific projects that you have. But I think yeah. if there's something that you've always got to go back to, sort of in the in the background. So if you are hitting a creative slump or you're feeling unmotivated there's something that can get you through yeah because motivation by definition is very changeable anyway mm. i don't know anyone who's 100 percent motivated all the time and it's it's i think it's when you hit those slumps and if you can work through them you come out the other end and it can be really positive mm. but it's just getting through it, isn't it it is getting through it yeah and i think in the, yeah in in you know, especially in these modern times of Instagrams and Facebooks yeah. and stuff like that, where you can actually, as, as much as you can go on Instagram, and this is something Arnathan's touched on as well, you can go on Instagram for motivation. You can also actually find demotivation mm. in places like that when, when you're not getting the likes that someone else is getting, and that's massively demotivating. And it's very, and you could literally be in this, this February time so, and thinking, oh God, I've got, I've got nothing, no work on at the moment. And... Um, as much as I'm quite happy to have the break, because I know that August and July and September are going to be crazy mm. again, and, you know, it, it still can be demotivating to see yeah. others sh- apparently doing so well oh, with it. all the likes and yeah. stuff like that. So motivating yourself is is bloody hard actually at times, and that's kind of where I've been a little bit lately. You know, the area I live in is a little bit I find a little bit boring. For what I want to do, where I do love street photography, and mm. I think you need some interesting streets and lots of people to mix in amongst. I don't live in an area like that. And, you know, obviously London's the nearest place to me, and that's an hour and 20 minutes away. But I think even if you're in London, you, I think it's quite easy to hate where you live and think, well, if I lived here, it yeah. would be a lot True. It'd be a lot better. I'd take better photos. Yeah. Whereas in maybe the... Um, and everybody's done it, but maybe the way to look at it is, well, I'll make the best of it around here. True, which is actually where I probably would be getting to with regards to my personal Instagram. Yes. At Gab Hardy yeah. Things. Or, oh, quick plug. Quick plug, where I'm basically realised a couple of weeks ago that I spent half my life in coffee shops. Yeah. Cafes. Yeah. I have a huge love for coffee. Just the name of this, the name of this podcast yeah. is suggesting the two loves <laughs> Especially of my life, um, and yeah, so so I decided to sort of like when I have the time to focus predominantly on cafes and and people in cafes mm. and coffee because they're two of my things. I like photographing people. I like drinking coffee. And because you love those things, it's going to be an easy project to to, to motivate myself. Because how many how many times do you hear? Um, and I've got a mate at the moment actually who's just sort of getting into photography, um, and it's me. Cl- <laughs> yeah, just get into it. He um, he quite often messages me saying, "What's some good ideas for project?" And I and I sort of I come up with a few things. But the real projects are a success. I think is something that's close to your heart yeah. and something that you're interested in. And yeah. even if you don't show anyone, 
you know that you're doing it for a purpose and it's it's incongruent with how you're feeling at the time and yeah. your sort of personal vision. And you're not having to force yourself to do exactly, it. Because that's yeah. the thing. If you're yeah, interested yeah, yeah. in it, I mean, like I say, for, for me, like the, um, was it Friday last week? I had a day to myself and I said, I, I knew of this, this nice cafe near where you live, mm, mm. Was it Cliffs. Cliffs, yeah. Um, which is like a record shop, does coffee. I thought, I'm going to go to Margate, do some photos, and then I'm going to go there, have a coffee, yeah. take a couple of photos. And it gave me reason to get out of the house, it, which yeah. again can literally be the first hurdle because I've had days where I've literally want, thought I need to do something, mm. but I'm bored of where I live and mm. I've kind of gone. And before I know it, it's like one o'clock and I've got a school run coming up or mm. I've got shopping to do. And I've literally let the whole morning disappear. And dragging yourself out of that is one of the biggest challenges. Yeah. Like that's where I But found. once you do. But once you, sell, you get yourself out there. Yeah. You know, it's the first twenty seconds of any activity. That's the hardest part. Yeah. And once you've got over that hump, you're, yeah, exactly. And get, you're relieved get, you get did into it. it. And 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 that first big hit of caffeine. So I was thinking about this um, before we did this. Yeah. And there's probably currently three or four things that are motivating me. Um, and I'm weak. And we talked about this last week with regards to you read books and look at books. I'm yeah. I like gear. Yeah. I you're, love you're the gear. Gearhead. So I am a bit of a gearhead. I obviously love photography, but I get I get a big buzz out of taking the photos. Not so much as looking at the photos, although obviously every now and again, I, I do love a nice photography documentary, things like that. But, so for currently, totally in love with my Fuji X-Pro, X-Pro 2. Um, shooting weddings for the last few years with, well, for, I was shooting with Sony's for a bit, but basically Canon's for like five years with a little bit of Sony in between, and then back to Canon. To get a Fuji X-Pro 2, this lovely little film camera-esque camera which is such a pleasure to shoot with um with lovely little small primes which just totally float my boat yeah is really a good reason to sorry dog interruption that's right we can cut it wherever we can. Um, yeah, so shooting with the Fuji X-Pro2 um, it's, it's such a lovely camera because one, one of the things like a lot of people one of the things a lot of people do especially when they get into photography and start getting serious as mm. we all have done mm. is you go from taking photos with well obviously back in the day it wouldn't have been your phone it would have been a little point and shoot Yeah. whereas now you might think okay I've taken photos with my phone actually I really want to get a nicer camera so you go out and you get your entry level Canon or your entry level Nikon Sorry? Your 1100D. You get your 1100D or your Nikon 3200D or whatever the latest ones are, <laughs> right? And then you've got your kit lens on it. <clears throat> and the thing is, you can't put them in your pocket. So what happens is that, that, that initial burst of going out and taking a few photos of your family or whatever, you know, or friends, um, suddenly that, that novelty wears off and you end up not taking the camera home. And the amount of times I go to weddings and I talk to people and, they, and, and they'll be like, oh, yeah, I've got, you've got a camera, haven't you? And I'll be like, oh, why didn't you bring it? Oh, I can be bothered. And it's so often like that because you can't just bring a camera like that with you. It needs a bag. But well, I was totally different to that. I When I got my 1100D, my, my first proper camera, I I sort of went really snooty about it and went, right, well, it's not proper photography if I'm doing it on my phone. So I would make a point I wouldn't take any photos on my phone because I was just, I just had a really weird sort of opinion on it. And so that kept me more motivated, weirdly enough. Yeah, but that, yeah, I mean that, that's you. Yeah, but I think I, I you know, like I say, I've, I've 
been to weddings. There's only me and you as a podcast, so yeah, there's only yeah, true, true, true. But yeah, I mean, I I wasn't like that either. I I I would literally go out all the time. Hmm. But having shot lots and lots of weddings, I get to that point where I don't want to take. So my Canon 60 with the 24 to 35 f2 is a huge combo. Yeah, you know, okay, it's not the biggest. It's not a 1DX Mark II. But it's a big combo, and I go out, and I just think oh, I couldn't bother. Yeah, couldn't bother take yeah, it. Yeah. Whereas something like this Fuji is so small and lovely, it, it makes you want to take the camera out more. Yes, yeah. Uh, which it does is feel lovely. Obviously, in the hand. thanks. Oh, hey, hey all week. Um, Try the deal. So, um, <laughs> so obviously, if you're going out with the camera, that is literally like step one, isn't it? Of taking photos. Yeah. If you're not, if you're not taking the camera yeah. out, then you kind of. I was going to say fucked, but yeah, you can. I can say fucked. Yeah. So, um, so, so step one is that step two for, for, me, for yeah. me, like obviously I'm not saying if you're demotivated, go out and spend loads of money on a camera. Well, that's what, that you, that's being what a lot of people do. said, it, it can work a little bit, but that's kind of a quick fix, isn't it? Cause eventually you do need some kind of inspiration. Yeah. Like the, the equip, yeah. Buying, buying a camera to fix your motivation is a bit like, normal retail therapy isn't it yes. it will give you that hit of well life's great yeah and then you get home and then you realize that actually what's actually going on is more sort of mental um, yes. in terms of what you could do wider things in your life to make your life better yes and i suppose that's like a macro way of seeing photography <clears throat> buying a camera will get you through a slump but what will actually get you through a proper motivate um, to get you more motivated would be an amazing project to get yes. engaged with but I think, you know, like, I mean, on the whole retail therapy side of things, you know, it can be said that obviously if you're in a slump in life, mm. it doesn't matter how how nice a camera you've got and how many great ideas you have, it's not actually easy to go, oh, I'm going to go and do some great photography yeah, now exactly, because yeah, you just yeah, feel shit in yeah. life. But then um, that's when you have to push through, isn't it? That is when you have to push through it all, you know, reevaluate your life. But then that's fucking, that's a deep, deep level on the podcast right now. Which I don't think we're going to go. Not episode two. Not episode two. That's quite heavy. Um, So my other thing was obviously lenses, which is obviously like along the same kind of thing. You know, you're shooting with, if you shoot, like I shoot a lot of the time with wide lenses. um, So on full frame, 24 mil, 35 mil. If you suddenly change it up and you go out with a 70, like an 85 mil or 50 mil on APS-C, um, or 90 mil you, you change how you're looking at the world yeah, don't you yeah, and right. I challenged myself recently in London actually to do that I went out um, I had some client meetings I was going to then meet another wedding photographer um, and I challenged myself to shoot nothing but 50 mil on my X-Pro 2 yeah. which is essentially 75 mil and I found it bloody hard but that's, that's a great thing isn't it it's a great thing it's just it was a really shit day the weather was awful and you come away with it with less images than you'd like but I was glad I did it because the alternative would have been me going out and shooting another load of street photography yeah. with 23 mil, which is 35 mil roughly, yeah. and so what? I'd have got those images back and gone, so what? I didn't challenge myself. Yeah. Yeah. So at least I challenged myself. So that, so that leads me on to why, actually, um, one of my sort of big motivations is challenging yourself, actually. And actually... Um, <clears throat> It's going to sound horribly pretentious. I think I actually... Again? Again, well, that's the thing. I listened to the first podcast back just to see what it was like. And I came over really pretentious. And because I keep on saying... Pretentious. Pretentious things. 
I think it's yeah. It's it's, amazing uh, how if you say lots of things that are quite pretentious, you will actually come across (laughs) as pretentious. It's amazing, but I'm going to go with it. Go with it, you pretentious bastard. Yeah, thank you. Um, Because to me, it's all about growth as a photographer and as a human being and everything. (laughs) Like it's a podcast because you can you can't see what Gavin was doing. No vision. Um, All about yeah, upskilling yourself and actually doesn't really matter too much about the images to a certain extent as long as you're getting better and as long as you're learning new things because there's always stuff to learn Um, and I think personal projects can be great for that because there's no pressure if you fuck up a shoot and you're not being paid for it well it's a dent to the ego and you can kind of think well I can't believe I made that mistake or what was I thinking but then you're not going to make that again which if you're in a paid shoot and under that pressure um, it's going to be a lot better for you in terms of your growth as a photographer so that's the amazing thing for motivation for me is just to, however many mistakes I'm making, as long as I'm doing it on my sort of personal projects and that kind of stuff, it's, I don't feel too down about it. Yeah, if you do it in a page sheet, you know, you feel like we've all been in that situation where we've got the images back, we're looking at it and you think, how did I make that mistake? Like what, what was going through my head at that stage? And if it's a personal thing and it's a passion project, well, you just chalk it up as a mistake and then you move on, don't you? Yes, definitely. Um, but I, then that, so I think that if any photographer is out there or anybody who's in the creative industry, I suppose, that are going through a slump, I think completely parking um, your paid work and having sidelines is a huge thing. Um, and also, I did mention it last week, and it was, and it was a huge thing for me. Um, and a huge eureka moment in terms of looking at photo books um, and looking how the masters did it and and also there's a I don't know if you know of the photographer Gavlar uh, Joseph Kadulka never heard have you not never heard of Joseph Kadulka 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 yeah he's awesome um, I'll lend you a book lend me a book you won't read educate it. you won't look at it um, are we going to put this in the notes yeah show notes yeah yeah um, He's, he's a guy that did a, a street photography project, travelling around Europe, all in black and white, um, over 30 years. Wow. <laughs> yeah, and that kept him... He was very poor, <laughs> he was living on the streets for some of it, just because he, he, didn't, he wasn't chasing the dollar, he was chasing his, the project, basically. Yeah. Incredible body of work. And so looking at that, and looking at if the masters are taking 30 years to do something worthwhile, yeah. well then six months isn't going to cut it. Yeah. I think, to be honest, so, that, that, that is kind of ties it nicely to the modern era, doesn't it? Whereby, yeah. I think, and, yeah. I, and I'm guilty of this, yeah. you're, you, you, as much as you can tell yourself not to chase a quick fix, <laughs> yeah. um, you, you know, you, again, you go on Instagram, you see some other photographer that you know, whose photography is okay, but they're getting hundreds of likes, and you're like, I'm not getting that. And, that's, and then you think, okay, how can I get those likes? Um, and it, it, it's very much case of the world we live in now isn't it and the fact that you need to step back and i have to do this to myself a lot step back and go okay look you're right there is no quick fix to anything not that anything like that needs fixing but there's no quick solution and why should there even be a quick solution take your time yeah build a project um which is kind of what i said to myself when i started doing this coffee Mm, thing mm. because it's just a simple thing that i'm not rushing um but to take 30 years, I don't know if I've got that long. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's, he's... That's fucking hardcore. Right? He's, he's still alive today. Um, 
I think. Yeah, no, he is. He's in his 80s, and he's, I think he's still taking photos. Joseph Kadolk. Yeah, Kadolka. Kadolka. Or Kadelka. Kadolka. Did he play um, front for Leeds in, in the late 90s? That's no, who, who do you think? Oh, Viduka and Viduka. Newcastle. Mark Viduka. Mark, oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. He had a very flat face, didn't he? He had a very flat. Australian, wasn't yeah, he? he? Australian, was, Croatian. Yeah, he had. He was one of those players. <clears throat> we're digressing again, but I think this is... Built like a tank. We, yeah, he really was. But unbelievable control. Yes. I think I was quicker than him. And I'm no, really slow. Something. Yeah, exactly. But run like unbelievable stuff together. We yeah, banded together. If he was backing into a defender, you could play it to him. He would, it was a stick. He would lay something off. Something else, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah different, like a tall Mark Hughes. Was he taller than Mark Hughes? I think so. Okay. Anyway, a more Australian. Way Mark more Hughes. Australian, <laughs> uh, with an Eastern European background than Mark Hughes. As yes. Well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> so yeah. So so um, okay. So. You, you're right now. I'm right. going to go for you, Ben. Right on here, this right one now. now. Right here, right now. Um, out of ten, yeah. how motivated are you by your photography? Oh, out of the blue, this one. Yeah, this is this is not Ooh. scripted. Not, uh, well, none of this is scripted, as, you can, <laughs> as you can probably yeah. tell, because we were just talking it's about all, Mark Viduka. It's all random. Um, how this is going to? Well, I think it's good actually because I'm probably. I think you're not, in a good place. I'm probably nine and a half at the moment. Nice. I don't think I'm. I don't believe in tens, so I'm going to go because you can't improve that. So, in fact, okay. saying that, I'm going to say nine. So, because I've got this uh, personal project with um, an MMA uh, cage fighter called Cameron Else, who's uh, down in Margate, and we we met. I shoot. Um, he runs a MMA organization and I do the photos for for him there and I just approached him saying do you fancy a, a photo documentary for a year where I just follow you around taking shots um, and that's been incredible for my creativity and just having something to focus on rather than the paid work yeah um, and so the paid work is coming in which is great but then I've also got this sideline which I can kind of take risks on and he's up for most things which is great he's not precious about doing certain shots or anything so he's just go with it so in terms of creativity and motivation and what I went what, and what I spoke about earlier about growing I feel like that's sort of propelling me on and then once that's over I'll look for something else I've all I've all I've already got some sort of ideas about my next project which might or might not happen but I think that's been huge in terms of my motivation and th the thing about that as well so again little plug in here you can see these photos that your Instagram uh, at Benjamin Film One is yes. where a lot of the photos are going. Get in the show notes as well. Yeah. Um, but the th and the thing about that is like so. So I've seen that and and I find them quite um, motivating um, because it looks a really cool thing to shoot. Yeah. It looks yeah. a really cool thing to shoot. I'm not a massive MMA yeah. kind of guy, but I love documentary. Yeah. So the fact yeah. that you're in there is great. Yeah. And I'm kind of like I'm I'm looking for my new documentary project. Yeah. Uh, I have been a while, I think. So the fact that you've got that, I would find really motivating because when he says I'm going to be, you know, I'm going to be at the gym in a, in a, you know, in three days' time yeah. doing a sparring session or something like that, you'll be like, yeah, I'm on it. Yeah, because it. you know, it's not just the fact that I mean, I don't know if you like MMA or not. I love it. You love it. Yeah. So, but it's not just that. It's the fact that the photos will look really cool, mm, mm. and so you get to then put stuff out there. Yeah. And at the end of the day, most of us photographers, I'd say most of us. We kind of need that feeling of putting stuff out there that people like. And 
obviously that's where things like Instagram and stuff like that, where you get all your hundreds of likes and stuff like that, which I don't get, but um, <laughs> that's where it feels good, doesn't it? Yeah, you put yeah. a photo out there and, you know, it's, it is a shame now that we live in a place where it's all about someone just clicking like or not clicking like. But if you put a photo out there that people like, it feels good. And yeah. someone says to you, that's a really good photo. Mm. It feels good. Um, and that's why I knew your motivation would be in a good place because yeah. you're doing that. I think for me, because I've been do, doing photography longer and for the last you know 10 years or so, it's been weddings. You kind of almost like that's kind of like my norm mm, mm. to just shoot a wedding get paid for it hopefully put some cool photos out there which again does feel good when you get yeah. a really cool photo yeah, yeah, then yeah. Put out there that's kind of like become my norm i need the project as well i think that's where i am right now my motivation for photography away from work mm. isn't as high as i'd want it to be i couldn't put a number on so it. have you got any ideas well, the cafe the thing. The coffee, yeah, the, ca- yeah, the cafe, yeah. the cafe thing. Yeah, it's it's um, it's a slow roaster. I, I, oh, <laughs> that's that's, that's uh, really But I see. I, but the thing with me is, that as much as I like, I like coffee. I like drinking coffee. I like photographing coffee. People is where I'm at. So I need to tie it into people. But that's why the MMA project has been so valuable to me, because there's loads of things. Firstly, my creativity. Uh, and I feel like I'm proving in, in terms of that genre. Also, I'm, I've got access to a world that not many people get access to. No. And I'm in the extremely privileged position to have my camera there. Yeah. And on top of that, it's um, people have been gen, you know, genuinely, well, seemingly genuinely quite positive about the project, about the shots I'm sort of taking. So that all goes into the melting pot. I can't believe I've said melting pot. You just pot. said melting I've pot. I've said melting yeah, yeah. pot. And we're not editing that out. No, no. Because I'm going to edit this. And that's <laughs> staying in. How, well, okay, what's an alternative to melting pot? That all goes into the, oh, I was going to say again, melting pot of, <laughs> of being really motivated and that propelling myself forward. I'm holding a pillow in front of my face. I think we should cut it there and never do what the podcast again. It's a great big melting <laughs> I can't Honestly. know. I had to sing that. Yeah. Well, I don't even What's know what that's from. Don't know. Anyway, um, yeah. So um, yeah. Well, but of course, it... the thing about that as well. The thing about that. So so that's an, is that an unpaid thing or is that a little the, bit? It's a complete passion project. Yeah. It's a passion. So but I get paid for the MMA shows. Yes, but that's the thing. From this project, yeah. this personal project, something can come. Yeah. And if you weren't putting yourself, so so you know, I don't like shooting for free. But you're getting something out of it. What obviously, as a photographer, what you hate is Will. Hi, uh, um, my friend's getting married. Um, they only want a few photos. Yeah. They haven't got much money. Mm. Um, and you know, well, obviously, yeah, like I'm a wedding photographer. I, I charge. Mm. But if someone said, "Hiya," I'm, you know, like even right now with the place I'm in, where I'm trying to promote the fact that I'm shooting Fuji, I'm trying. To, I'm shooting um, a, a kind of like a band, singer songwriters couple. I'm shooting them in a couple of weeks yeah and i'm doing that they're going to get the photos out of it but i'm doing that for me because i need yeah, some it. kind yeah. of project and from that something might come you, you know you the, obviously there's a there's a thing there isn't there with regards to getting something out of a, a freebie essentially mm-hmm. as long as you're getting something out of it it's the whole oh you'll get great exposure but if you don't give a shit about it then there's no point yeah exactly and i think i was having um a chat with sarah actually the other day um sarah's my fiance um and we were just chatting about photography. We were just um, talking about photography. 
Um, and she, she does a lot of uh, creative sort of knitting and sewing and that kind of stuff. And she, but she, and she had it. I will get to the point in a minute. She, um, she ran it as a business. I mean, I want to ask you something. <laughs> she ran it as a business. She she ran it as a business for a while. Absolutely hated it because she wasn't doing stuff for herself. Yep. So the way I and so her her hobby turned into a business, and then she hated it. The way I see photography for me right now is my passion projects, my personal projects, are my hobby. That is my. That's why I got into photography, yeah. and I couldn't give a shit if I don't get paid for that. Because as you yeah. say, you're growing, you're getting something from that. Yeah. Like the paid gigs, I love some of the paid gigs, and um, they, you know, puts food on the table, pays the bills. But I think if you can use, if you can use like your passion project as the hobby and yeah. really sort of separate it, you're in quite a good place generally. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Um... How long? Okay, so I'm going to continue on this one. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it yeah. could be. I mean, obviously, yours is MMA, but it could be any project. Yeah. Um, how long do you do it for before you decide that the balance between a personal project and you should be getting paid? Well, because that... that's always a challenge, isn't it? Because I see that in Facebook groups and stuff like that that I'm in, okay. where people, I think, that someone's taking the piss essentially hmm. there's that balance isn't it? there's a fine line between and, and would it would it so so in three years time would you still be we're doing only this? doing it for a year so you're doing it for a year so after the, a year yeah okay so after a year yeah um let's say you're still enjoying it yep he says will you come and say there's some some event in scotland or yep. something like that which is going to cost you you know a couple hundred quid to go yep. up there hotel for the night come back time but he can't pay, pay you. Mm. Do you do it? Yeah. Well, I tell I tell you why I, I put the year onto it because I um, I think that if it's if a project's open ended because I wanted to take the shots and do like a blog over the year and I think if it's open ended people will lose interest I might lose interest and everything like that. That's not to say that after a year if I speak to Cameron and say you know I'm happy to shoot your shows and all that kind of stuff but it just won't be as organised as I'm doing it now. Yeah. I would if and. The scenario you just said, if it if it costs me anything, well, if if I'm still really enjoying it, yeah, and I and I love shooting it, well, why wouldn't I? Because most things in life, if if we go back to what I just said, if we if I see my passion projects as a hobby, well, if I'm doing a hobby, generally you have to pay for it. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah true. Um, and yeah. and it's and you can get and, stuff and the, back as well. And of course, so I, I'm I'm in agreement. Like, if you're getting something out of it, yeah, um, and you're enjoying it. Then it's your hobby. It's essentially like you wouldn't just play football for a year and then go, oh no, I need to get paid now. I enjoy playing football. Exactly. I'm not good enough to get paid to play football, although you, your photography yeah, yeah. is good enough to be paid. So I'm not saying that. Wrong analogy. But you get what, what yeah, I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So yeah, so that that's I, I get that. And actually, with regards to shooting with a Fuji mirrorless camera, I mean, I was shooting Sony's before, and the video side of things. I'm holding two up right <laughs> yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So the video side of things has interested me because do you know what I've got I've got appreciation for a nice bit of video mm. as much as I have you know so like uh, actually actually very much in keeping I watched Ladybird last night beautiful film not the most exciting film mm. but beautiful to look at yeah so anyway I've got appreciation for good bit of video so I'm as much as me vlogging isn't probably going to be the one of the most beautiful piece of video because it's my face on camera. You've got a good face. It's it's a great face, slightly wonky when I look at the camera. I feel weird. But 
you know. So I've got myself in a place where I've got a nice portfolio of documentary style photography. You know, you have the occasional mum and dad photo. You've yeah, got, yeah. You've got to tick certain boxes. But 90% of what I do is kind of like the couple go, look, do you know what? We just want you to turn up and take all photos. Mm. And I'm like, I'm on board with that. Mm. I'll get in people's faces. And I'll almost do the street photography thing at a wedding. The thing with the video is that a lot of people still want all of it. Um, and it's also, it's, I don't know if I'm in a place where I want to start again. Because when you shoot, when you first start shooting weddings, you have to go through the nervousness mm. and the, oh God, I hope I don't fuck this up You've and stuff like that. have game for a long time. Yeah. Whereas, I don't want to go through that again with the video side of things. You know, people having to trust you and, and me worrying that I'm going to fuck up their day. I don't want that. Mm. Yeah, but it's quite scary. So, I kind of offered video to someone recently and I ended up actually pulling in a videographer last minute. Okay. Whereas with your MMA, mm. we obviously had a chat just now, didn't we, about me coming and doing some behind-the-scenes mm. video. Mm. And I love the idea of that. And that, for me, has actually become a little bit of a motivation going yeah. forward because I, I really want to do something. I'm kind of like I'm in a place now where I want to get out of my comfort zone, but I want to enjoy doing it. Yeah. You know, I want to be in, be in a place where I'm kind of going, oh, this is exciting, and I want to go further with it. And I think that side of things could be something. But that's a perfect example, isn't it, of you won't be paid for that. I won't be paid but for that. I'll do it some things life. lit your fire, yep. and you're willing to do it. And, of course, the fact that the fact that we have this lovely situation now where you can shoot with something with a camera, mm. Wi-Fi it to your phone, edit it on your phone, and never have to go on a laptop for ages. That's the other thing. Once you, you know, like Stuff like my Canon... And my laptop, they're almost like work tools, and they become this conscious thing of a work okay, tool. So if I go out and shoot my Canon 6D, I feel like I'm at work. Okay. You know, as much as I try and enjoy weddings, that's and why I'm, the Fuji's been so good for you. That's what because it takes me away from yeah. work. And and again, the laptop is the same thing. I open the laptop up. Oh, there's my Gmail. Mm. I've got you know, I've got to deal with my inquiries. I've got to deal with couples and editing. And there's Lightroom and oh, it's all it's all that with my Fuji and my cafe project and everything like that. And now my video, everything. I want to be able to do through my Fuji mm. and Wi-Fi and get everything on my phone. So I don't have to use my laptop. And on that note, and realising that we've overrun ever so slightly, we have to wrap up episode two. I hope you took something out of it. It's all very honest stuff there. Yeah, episode two. That's a wrap. Cheers.